video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. I'm Jessica and as always joined by Craig and Andy. We are at episode 50. We are celebrating our half century of episodes in style with a review of Home Alone. As well as the usual gaming content, including our thoughts on the Game Awards. Fear not, a shitty platinum is also on the agenda, as well as as pick of the week and a dose of pure dead love. Yeah, what's been happening? 50 episodes. I know. Mad, isn't it? Shake, shake, shake the room. Quarter. No. We should give ourselves an old Barry Harowitz pat on the back. And also a big thank you to to listeners, I guess, because if if people weren't listening and engaging, then we probably would have stopped. Um, That's true. So, yeah. Would we have? Well, we enjoy chatting about games, so. That's true. But you're all winners, all of you. So, how are we all? Fantastic. Busy. I drove to the kids' school today five times. Why? Well, You've first of all, you fault for forgetting them the first time, wasn't no. it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I took them to school, came home. Then I had to pick one of them up for their Christmas party right. to get, bring them home, get changed. Remember doing that when you were a kid? No. You'd get to go home for lunch and get changed. No, we always get changed at school. Oh. Well, if I tried to leave the school grounds during school, I would have been gunned down at the door. Mm. Apart from the one time I did sneak out. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we always did... went to the toilets and get changed. Uh, well, I, I brought them home, got them changed. That's probably not allowed anymore, but is it? <laughs> That's probably... What do you mean? I don't, I don't go to I just, I just feel that stuff like that is probably not allowed anymore, getting changed in the toilets or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then pick up one child, pick up the other child. So, yeah. Life, mum life. What we're Why saying do? is children are more hassle than they're worth. <laughs> yeah, read between the lines there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the, well I know you did Jess because you were, you were with me when it was was announced, but the, the camel situation in Saudi Arabia. The camel situation? <laughs> no. I forgot about that. <laughs> was it in the radio or something we first heard about yeah. it? Amazing. Did you not hear about this? No. no. Do you not keep abreast of Camel situations in Saudi if Arabia. If it doesn't come up in my Twitter feed, I don't really know about it. Right. And you've not got a heavy presence of Saudi Arabia in your Twitter feed? Not really. Not that you know of. No. Not that you know of. Right, so what happened is there is a Saudi Arabian camel beauty contest. Oh, apparently Jesus it's held. Christ. Apparently it's held annually. I'm not sure of the exact name. But this year, more <sighs> than 40 camels were disqualified for having cosmetic cosmetic enhancements such as <laughs> Botox and alterations to their humps. Oh my god, what kind of alterations? I don't know, but at this point we are legally obligated to say they're lovely lady humps. Jesus. I mean, camels are fucking ugly. Aye. They are really ugly. Aye. So if you could get a good looking one, you're doing well. 
I don't um, think you can get a good looking one, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so it says here, organisers of the pageant, the Camel Club, as they're called, uh, were cited as saying that they were keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels. Oh, and dear. they promised to impose strict penalties on manipulators. Oh, strict I, guidelines. I, I hate to think what strict is in Saudi Arabia, but um, <laughs> Fuck, uh, I mean, obviously, the whole thing sounds fucking ridiculous. But they it were pretty much does, yeah. Aye, but they were giving away forty-five million pound worth of prizes in this camel contest. What the fuck? Is there a picture of the winner? I did not go that far. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it looks like a fucking camel. <laughs> And when was this competition held? Was I think it, it was recently? last week. It's a yearly thing. But in Saudi Arabia, some people just have so much money that you can just start injecting camels to try and make more money. As soon as you put... I put Saudi Arabia and then I put CA and it come up, Camel Beauty Contest. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big thing. I just want right, here's the winner. Camels, it's telling me about Botox, blah blah blah. There's no picture of the winner. It's so good looking, it doesn't like to pose for photos. She's telling you about all the band ones. And the guys, there's guys kissing their camels. <laughs> Facelifts. See if 40 camels get disqualified. How many fucking camels are in this thing? Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Camels banned from South Arabia Beauty Contest after. Been found to have had facelifts in Botox. Facelift <laughs> on a camel. <laughs> Apparently, the the article I read, I think it was in the BBC, and all they would say is that they used advanced technology to find out what was going on. You're just like, I, I love the fact that someone sat and made some fucking infrared camel app. Oh dear, that's crazy. See, the thing is, but I mean, I'm. Far from against harming animals, but Hold see on, if, sorry, I'm just deleting my search history. Aye, get that deleted. <laughs> <laughs> but see if there's forty five million pound on the go, I'd probably, I'd probably Botox my camel. <sighs> Unless you got a really good one and you were confident in its beauty. Well, that's true. No, I mean, so I don't know what constitutes a beautiful camel. <laughs> we don't know much about them. Maybe it, maybe it could end up being one of these. You know how like every Christmas you get the world's strongest man stuff on TV. Yeah, and James Richardson hosts it, but it was actually like filmed like in the summer, but just nobody knows oh, who right. won because nobody gives a fuck, and uh. it's funny to watch James Richardson take the piss out during Christmas. Maybe he could get a new venture. Maybe Channel Five would be interested in the Camel Show. Channel Five, I think Channel Four would do this. Maybe. Uh. Such a James Richardson too, or Graham Norton. BBC are too highbrow for that. Aye. They'll not take it. No. But Channel 4, I think. Well, it depends how much Saudi money there is involved. Aye, I mean, if they, can, if they can give 45 million to the winner of a camel thing, they could probably bump I know, that's 10 probably million just, and someone to show it. It's probably just peanuts to them, you know what I mean? Just, ah, there we go. They're all millionaires over there, they're not. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. Uh, just see the Game Awards? Bits and pieces. Bits and bobs, Obviously, yep. we're based in the UK, so for us to watch it live, we would have had to stay up. 
Oh, stupid. Silly hours. I did not do that. I didn't go through about four million ads. Well, yeah, that's what we've kind of been hearing. Like, people who actually watched the full thing, I think it was quite a... A lot of advertisements. Aye. Aye. Aye, Jeff Kelly. That's the like, point of leaving something to play through so you can just skip all that shit. Yeah. I mean, imagine advertisers pay a fortune for us to just skip a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think now, and I see this with AEW, they do that picture in picture. Yeah. Which you would think, oh, nobody's going to nobody's gonna watch the fucking advert, but you find yourself, you do. It's subconscious. Ah, you, you do, and you take it in as well. Yeah. Cause it's a much better way of doing it. It is, because look, I'm not, I think it definitely is, because I think if the advert come on, you might be uh, prone to getting up and going and doing something like make yeah. a cup of tea yeah. but when it's picture on picture and you can still see the programme you want to watch and you're like oh, I'm, still, I'm still engaged but you still look at the advert as well yeah so like I, I was off on Friday and I had sort of considered I was like should I stay up for it and then I was like nah I can't be fucked with this so I just left it I mean I was up for most of it but I just ignored it and I got up in the morning and I just read who won the different awards, and then I looked at the trailers, and like so, I well, can game you were playing with uh, won the award, didn't it for the best game? Takes aye, two. that's aye. So I've got a few of the winners here. It takes two, one game of the year. I and it won multiplayer game of the year as well. I mm. would have, uh, like I think some people were kind of shocked that it won, but I'd have been shocked if it didn't win, mm-hmm. just because, like, I mean, I personally think Deathloop's a better game, but. You've got to look at this. This is all fan voted, and so Deathloop doesn't have a chance because Xbox fans are raging that an Xbox studio put out a game on PlayStation, and a lot of PlayStation fans refused to play it because it was an Xbox game because oh, they're for fucking idiots. Sake. And it's also a game that only came out on PlayStation and PC, so mm. a lot of gamers don't even have the chance to vote for it because they never fucking played it. Yeah. So that it didn't have a chance to win. Like whereas what, it, it what takes other two, games are up at? Well, what other games could have won that this year? It was the nominations were I'm trying to think. It takes two. Deathloop was up for it. But what else has been out this year? That's the thing. There's been lots of good games. We'll get the last. That's up. the thing. Like I'm thinking, there's. I was surprised it won. To be honest with you, because I've not played it, but I know I've heard good things like for you to about it. But I just thought there's been so many other big high profile games. Like I thought maybe like something like that would have would have won well in this. But I can see obviously they're coming from like an probably like an innovative kind of like standpoint, but it's, it's quite like Far Cry is not going to get best game. No, it's I mean I, game, I, I, I wasn't it's the even same up. game as it always, isn't it? Aye. So the nominations were It Takes Two, Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts mm. Two. Metroid Dread, Deathloop, and Ratchet and Clank. Right, okay. I think it, it, it was just, for me, it's something a bit different. Yeah. It's quite a, a novel idea. And it was so, really creative. And so I think that's why he certainly deserves a lot of praise, because... They've, they've, put, they've tried something. Yeah. Well, I'm just being um, safe. You know, the story was great, the animation was great, the gameplay was great, you know, the, it ticks Aye. a lot of boxes in terms of It took of a risk and it paid off, yeah. basically. But yeah, so some of the winners were It Takes Two got Multiplayer Game and Game of the Year, so that was the big one. Then you had like Best Action Game was Returnal, Best Audio mm. Design was Forza, uh, Best Art Direction was Deathloop, 
best narrative was Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, most anticipated game was Elden Ring. Best indie game was Kenna. So I mean, there has been. A, it's been a, like. Well, that's an indie game, Kenna. Aye, aye, small it? studio. Aye. Um, I think yeah. it was interesting this year because there was like I think it's been a really good year for gaming, but there was no. I don't think there was anything that stood out massively above everything else. Ah, there was yeah, no like one true. big triple A title. Yeah. There was like like a GTA. Aye, that, that just sweeps the board. Mm. Like we're going to do our game of the year in two weeks and I think we've decided on we'll do a top five each but I think our the three of us are like our top fives will look a lot different from each other mm-hmm. and I think like a lot of time like, like say IGN, GameSpot these kind of websites their, their like game of the year list looks very similar and I think this year it will look different because yeah. I think there is a lot of games that some people liked some people hated like there so was just opinion as well and it? it's just taste and yeah. so subjective it had, like I think a lot of things this year have been so like divisive. Like I was even looking at the see the new Ghostbusters film. I've not seen it yet, but looks from the awesome. mo- it does. It looks really good, and for the most part, people were like, "Yep, really good." Yeah, looks and really then, good. but I was looking at a, a load of reviews last night on it, and I think it was like the Independent, the newspaper. Maybe it was some newspaper. I think gave it one out of ten. What? Whereas IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. You're like, fuck. Did you, read, man, did you read why they gave it a 1? They just said something about it being like the least like original film ever. Oh. And it just went back to everything. But it's just it's it's one person's opinion. That's somebody just looking for attention. Aye, there's no way it's a 1 out of 10 film. But it's like, really not. Because I, I remember watching the trailer for the remake with the women. Yeah. And thinking, that doesn't look great. The trailers for this one makes me want to watch it. Yeah, it looks great, and it's got fucking Paul Rudd in it. Aye. Oh, I think you can't really go wrong with Paul no, Rudd, can you? Cannot. I think it'll, I mean, it's definitely no matter how bad it is, it's not going to be a one out of ten film. But like, I feel no, like these days okay. you do get so much more varying like opinions, and a lot maybe it is like people trying to be controversial and be dickheads. It is. It's the, the, they're trying to stand out. Look, they gave it a number one. Who's who gave it a number one? The Independent. There you go. You're talking about the Independent now, aren't you? Because yeah. that's Dick thought it would be funny. There's no wave. It's a fucking one. That's stupid. I got a. I got a good deal at the weekend. I never told you about this actually, because mm. you've got access to my Xbox account. They are doing a Batman. What's it called? Batman Arkham Collection. Right. And so it's Batman Arkham Asylum City and Night plus all the DLC and like one bundle. So I got that on Xbox. It was like 85% off or something like that. What was, how much was it? £14 or something. £14 uh, for all those games? Uh, Holy shit. And all the DLC. Because like, I've played each one of those games about five times. But I've never played... I, I don't ever, think I've ever played any of the DLC. I don't think I have either, actually. I've only so, ever played the games through once. Like once oh, each. I've been back to them so many times. So. I fucking love them. But um, There's no you, time to do it. Well, that's the thing. Right? <laughs> so yeah. we're going to get a time. They'll be sitting on your console for mm. you not to have time to play them. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, and speaking of Xbox, have you seen this Power On the story of Xbox? No, no. Power On. I've watched a little bit of it, but I purposely held off. I had a chance to watch a bit more of it today, but I, I sort of stopped because I thought what we could do is we could maybe cover it next week. As well as... Was it a documentary? Uh, it's a six-part documentary. Each part's maybe about half an hour. <coughs> right. And it's by Microsoft. Like, it's really high production. They've done, like, a six-part, basically, documentary. I think the whole thing in total would maybe be about two and a half hours. 
and it's all about how Xbox came to be and then the different things like the Red Ring of Death, like all the different stuff that went wrong. But they've got mm-hmm. like loads, all the big head honchos at Xbox are like in the documentary. They've even got folk from Sony in it as well. Like it looks really, really good. It's not like some like half assed because it's made by Microsoft, so you'd think it's a fluff yeah. piece. Really. So, like, I, I watched part of the first episode, and it was telling you about like how they transitioned from like being this juggernaut, bringing out Windows and stuff like that, to like how they managed to pitch the whole, the idea of Xbox and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, Where does one watch it? It's on YouTube. It's on their YouTube channel. Okay. All right. Power on, free power on the story of Xbox, but it looks really, really power good. on, Craig. <laughs> Power on, yeah, you say it now. We will power on through the six episodes for next week. Power on. Power so, on. I, I, so I thought we could watch through the six of them and we'll talk about it next week. And any of the listeners that want to give it a watch and send us your first memories of Xbox, or I mean, that is the 20th anniversary, so. Send us how many times you were subject to the three rings of death. I think I had it five or six times. Holy fuck. Can can anybody beat that? There was one. <laughs> there was there was one time I had a three sixty for less than two weeks, and it happened. Oof. I think it only happened twice with me. Only like that's acceptable. <laughs> I know that's that's the thing. You look at it and go, oh, I can only happen twice, but it's it was fucking annoying. <laughs> really annoying. And I'm almost through my first, well second full Star Wars film. Okay. Been watching it in bits and pieces. Uh, one of the group chats with my pals. <laughs> Been watching it in small five minute doses because that's all you can take. <laughs> I started. Um, I'd I I seen the one the first one when they came back. It was like twenty sixteen or something like that. I don't know. Right. What, I don't what know what it's called. I think it was, I think it was episode the Force seven. Awakens. Aye, maybe I don't know. One, right, where are you? I don't know where you are. <laughs> right, we'll see when they hadn't made a Star Wars film in years, and then Disney got out and they made one. Was that not episode seven? No, because you had four, five, and six. Uh-huh. The then 70s one, two, three. Ones. And then one, two, three. Uh-huh. Yes, the and then prequels. they took a massive break, and then they came back with seven. And now the new ones you're Aye. talking about. Right, okay. Yeah. So, so it was after, ones. after Disney. It was the first one, like it was like 2015 or something. I don't know. Right, I know. The main what, character the was. Force a, Awakens, the main the character was a female. The Force Awakens, right. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I saw that years ago but that's the only one I've ever seen so I was talking back and forth with my pals and I was like which one should I start with and so uh, <laughs> they they sort of came up with Rogue One they said start with that see how you got on right so because it's hard like if you don't know the timeline it's quite hard to because the, there's ones that follow the main story yeah and then there's ones like that that's like Star Wars a story set in the Star Wars universe like yeah. Han Solo Rogue One, you know. Well, I mean? that's the thing. I think so. It was Lee said he was like, "Look, just watch that, and if you like it, then see about other ones." Because I'd said to him, good. "I was like, I said, should I start with this episode four, which was the first one?" But I'm like, "Well, I like, do you still like that? Because mm-hmm. you have nostalgia about it because it was made what in the late seventies, early eighties. What one? The first one. Yeah, seventies. Something like that. Me watching that for the first time now, I'm just gonna be like, this is fucking bollocks." No, I don't think so. So, still good. Aye, so I started with it's Rogue still One. Still good storytelling. So yeah, still, true. If you're looking at it for the like the the graphics and stuff, I mean, even the graphics depends what version you watch. But it's all been updated so many times. Aye, that's true. So, but I so I'm I'm most of the way through Rogue One, and it's it's alright. It's quite good. The mm. the wee droid guy, the wee droid guy, the big droid guy. He's quite funny. He's got a bit of dry wit on him. <laughs> so I quite enjoy that. 
So mm. I might I might watch more. <laughs> you don't need to like, you can watch it if you want. I, I'm not like a massive Star Wars fan. I do enjoy Star Wars. Aye. But I'm not like a fucking I feel I just I feel like it's a massive gap in my yeah, that is a wee bit Pop weird. Pop culture nah, knowledge. Yeah. You know There's quite I mean? a lot of films like that, though, that I don't think you've watched. I mean, you've not seen Rambo, have you? Aye. Is it, who has it who's not seen Rambo? Somebody would have. Some I'm like, you've not, watched, you've not seen Rambo? And I'm like, no. I'm guilty of not having seen a lot of... Like, films you should have seen? Yeah. Like what? Well, name some films to me and I'll tell you if I've seen them. Uh, I'll name one that I've not watched. But everybody else has seemed to have seen The Godfather. No, not seen that. I've not, not seen, seen that either. I'm no, I've no interest in that for some reason. I don't like gangster stuff. It just doesn't do it for me. Uh, you don't like gangster films? Not really. You must like Goodfellas, though. I thought it was all right. Holy but fuck. Not it's that all right. That's just a... not really my... Wow. <laughs> Let's just move on, please. <laughs> Let's just move on to the next subject. I'm going to get annoyed. <laughs> You're going to get upset. <laughs> Just, it's fucking good, fellas. It's like an absolute classic, but never mind. <laughs> well, you can't name lines of Father Ted off by heart, and that's a disgrace. No, but I, I like Father Ted, but <laughs> Not I, enough, can't, obviously. I can't help it that my memory is shocking. It's like a fucking sieve. But you should have watched it in the last week. All right, okay. I should actually watch Father Ted again. I reckon you watch it. You but. can watch it on Channel 4. Like on demand thing. Four OD. Yeah, I've got to do that though because I don't get a license. Ah, uh, need to find other means. Uh, other means. I'll just fucking torrent it because <laughs> <laughs> that's much more legal. Yep. Speaking mm. of films and TV shows, mm-hmm. so do you remember the film Get Shorty? Yeah. Right. I quite enjoyed the film. Good film. I much preferred the sequel. Be cool. Starring the Rock. Yes. I that was his like first big. Gig, wasn't it? I think, no, well, no. I think the Scorpion King was before that. The Scorpion King was the first proper yeah. film he did, and then he had Walk, Walking Tall, and then uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Aye, mm-hmm. Welcome to the Jungle's good, I like that. I like both those, Walking Tall and, and the other ones. But good. yeah, so be, I, I prefer Be Cool, but Get Short is a good film. Mm-hmm. Did you know there's a Get Shorty TV show? No, I did not hear this. Neither did I until I randomly stumbled upon it. So it's got Who's a really it? good rating. Like on IMDb, it's got like an 8.3 or something. It's called Get Shorty, uh-huh. the TV show. But so the, the weirdness doesn't end there though, right? So one of the main characters is the Irish guy from the IT crowd. which what? I, Which oh. I thought was strange, right? That is weird. Yep. So, like I say, it's got a really good rating, and also even on IMDb, it claims oh, that Chris O'Dowd. Aye, IMDb claims that it finished in twenty nineteen, yeah, but there was a third season in twenty twenty. So even IMDb doesn't appear to be up to date with it, which well, is really IMDb, bizarre. It does it say twenty seventeen to twenty twenty? Oh well, yesterday it was twenty nineteen. <laughs> Somebody's obviously right. clocked it. Um, but aye, the third Three season, seasons. the third season was in twenty twenty. Ray Romano. Is it related to the films? Definitely. It's the exact same story. The, the adventures of a mobster. Aye, it's basically the film. Okay. And the adventures of a mobster turned movie producer in Hollywood. That's the film, basically. Yeah. And when I was John Travolta's character. Yep. When I was making dinner tonight, I shoved the first episode on. I only got like fifteen minutes in, but it seemed pretty good. Like I'm going to watch more of it. Seem like a lot of the episodes have got like eight point five, eight point six. Like looks pretty cool, but yeah, I just 8. never eight point two is a pretty good rating, Aye. especially for a show. Yeah, 
Whereas, like, it can be so up and down per episode mm. to keep a rating like that. I just never knew it existed. Never heard of it at all. I like Chris O'Dowd. He's quite funny. I'm not a fan of Ray Romano, though. He's, he's not too... He's not appeared in it yet. I am not that big a fan of him. Uh, who else is in it? That's about it, really. Well, there's other folk in it, sorry, but they don't really stand out very much. Aye, they're all nobodies. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. You're Fuck a nobody. Well, You're a nobody the, coming the, the old woman. Pink faced no- air. <laughs> <laughs> coming for Mr. Hollywood man. Coming for Craig for air. You're nobody. <laughs> They don't even have their own podcast. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. I don't know why that was so funny. Enjoy that. No. Just the fact that you're telling these people that are starring in fucking like proper TV shows that they're nobody in you. There's, hey, there's two stars in it. The rest are fucking background. Oh my god. Right. Background. That's like telling fucking Uncle Frank in Home Alone that he's a star. <laughs> Not a fucking star. Um, speaking of things that are good, what did you what did you think of the Matrix Awakens Unreal Five oh, engine? It's absolutely insane. The it's graphics. It's, uh, you can see that you can see already how where things are going to go. Yeah. It's it's quite exciting. And that's it. Aye, so they basically got together with Unreal and they put together a short cinematic and gameplay demo that launched at the same time as the game. Well, no, it was the day before the Game Awards. Day of the Game Awards. And it's a downloadable demo basically on your Xbox or PlayStation. And at first you think it's just CGI and looks cool, but then it goes into gameplay. And it is pretty handholdy gameplay like you can mm. you can shoot some cars but it's auto aim I know you can do a switch between a couple of different auto aim slots but it looks fucking phenomenal uh, yeah. after that it opens out into like an open world that's surprisingly large and you can walk about you can also go to a fly in like a flyover camera view and just check out like the different animations and like all the traffic and all the people and it's just basically a a sort of our first chance to get a look at Unreal Engine Five and actually play it, but it was really impressive. I would say it's pretty unreal. fucking cool. It was Unreal, eh? It really is. Mm-hmm. But it's just mad. I mean, just looking at that and going, "That's what GTA that that is the low end of what GTA Six could look like." Yeah. Ah, and there, and Rockstar are a good enough studio. They'll fucking utilize that engine. because this was a small team that put this together. So when you talk yeah. about Rockstar, and it's going to be a couple of years down the line when people know how to use the engine better. Yeah. Like at the moment, it's still in. I think it's still in early access, and the full release of it's the beginning of next year. So and they'll keep adding to it and improving it. So by the time GTA Six comes out in fucking twenty twenty six or something like that, you can only Crazy. imagine what it's going to look like. I know. But yeah, it's impressive. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Anyone been playing it? Uh, I've been playing a game called Generation Zero. Oh, yeah, heard of that? I think I've heard of. It. I don't know what it's about though. It's like set in the uh, set in Sweden, uh, Sweden oh, in the eighties. Yeah. 
and it's survival like, game. It's kind of like a it's a first person game, and it's like machines have taken over. So like, there's fucking machines rolling about this countryside, and they they just try and kill you. So it's like some sort of world wars happened, and the machines have kind of taken over or something like that. And they, it's like there's just something about it. Look, I've been because I had I've got Halo as well. I'm playing mm-hmm. right, and I played a couple of hours of Halo, and then Generation Zero finished downloading. I went right. I'll chuck this one for a wee bit to see what it's like. And then that was me for the rest of the night. I was totally engrossed in this Generation Zero game. Right. It was just something about it, it's, and it's that gameplay mechanic again where you're like looting and finding stuff it can become quite addictive. That can it? Aye, and then like you're. Because you can't, the bullets aren't just like readily available and it's quite hard to kill the machines. Right. So once you start shooting, it'll get other ones to come as well. So ah, it gets right, really right. hard really quickly. Okay. So you've kind of got to like sneak past and all that kind of stuff. Like you'd probably like it as well because ah, of like that. that. Um, the only downside is the kind of storage just done through like text. Right. There's no voice acting yeah. or cut scenes are in it's kind of like left to your imagination they've kind of went right here's what's happened you fill in a you lot of the blanks your own world. a wee bit which is kind of cool and it still looks really nice as well it's like a it's a few year old I think it was a PC game at first okay. and it's just been ported over but it's really really good cool so right. part for that Halo and how's Halo? really good is it? smooth Aye. Is there some weird thing where the cutscenes are quite janky, or someone was saying? No, no, nothing. I heard someone saying that it, uh, it was some, I don't know, something to do with cutscenes or something. No, like the game looks incredible. Uh, I've still not, I have downloaded it, but I've not had a chance to, to check it out yet. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. So you're a couple hours into that by now? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, it won't be that long, I wouldn't imagine, is it? It's Halo kind of similar to... Call of Duty, maybe about seven or eight hours or something. Call of Duty was surprisingly long, actually. It kept on going on for quite a bit. I would say you, it's a good... Uh, well, Call of Duty is like a good ten-hour campaign. Did you finish Call of Duty? Aye, aye. Yeah. Um, and I think Halo's about the same. Right. But it's good. It's a good It's a good game. And then I'll, prob- I'll probably check out the multiplayer once I'm done with the campaign, though, just to see what that's like. And then I'll probably... Because I don't think I'll... Pl- Unless it's really, really good, right. I'll probably go back and download Warzone and play that as my kind of like Aye. online. Cause it's probably the best online experience for sh- like if Aye. you want something. I've like been that. wanting to check it out recently again. Aye, I did play good. it at launch, but it's been a long time since I did. Aye. It's just too, it's just a fucking annoyingly big file though. Aye, it's like fucking ninety gig or something. I know. So there's no need for for that size. Really it's one isn't. fucking map. It really isn't. Like, how the fuck does it keep getting... And there's an update every five minutes that just keeps making it fucking yeah. bigger. It's annoying. It's annoying how much space they think they're entitled to uh, when you're hitting your Xbox. There's a new... I didn't put this in the news, but there's a new update coming for Assassin's Creed. That on oh, like, yes, more stories. Story missions. Oh, no, we'll get to that. That is in the news. Because <laughs> there's, there's not enough. But... There's a so they've done something with the SSD on the next generation consoles, and you have to re-download the game, but it's basically cutting the file size like almost in half. All right, cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think it's quite just, in half. That's but it's, the whole purpose of it. Redownload it so it doesn't take up as much space. Aye, so it's like an update, but you have to redownload the files. But instead, I mean, like, I think Assassin's Creed just now on my PlayStation is about, it's close to 100 gig, but I think it's coming down to like 60 or something like that. Oh, that's quite cool, I suppose. Aye, so that's good. But I know that, oh, don't worry, there's more Assassin's Creed content than yours, don't you? Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. Be yourself, Jess. Well, obviously, I mentioned, I think, last week that. The Rock was in Fortnite somehow, and so I jumped right on that because he was the foundation or something. Yeah, I, I don't really understand what's going on. No, Apologies if you are a Fortnite fan and are shouting at me right now. Um, I just jumped on for a bit of fun. I've not played it in ages. I'm a total novice at it. No idea what I'm doing really. Um, but it's just good fun. It's just a good pick up and play. Like, mm. ah, it is. Because like, you'd said to me to download it, so once I downloaded it, I was like, oh, I'll jump in. Yeah. And I just did one match, but I'm like, it just is good fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it genuinely is. It's one of those things you turn on, can turn on for five minutes and play for about three hours. Yeah. Um, but it's different every time. They keep adding stuff, and there's no, there's never any sort of, oh, we've added this, here's how you do it. So you just <laughs> yeah, turn on, and you're true. like, why am I picking up mushrooms? Because... <laughs> fucking little flies going about and I'm supposed to consume them what the fuck do they do like I still don't know how to even drive the vehicles that they added in about a year and a half ago because I haven't played it but they don't there's never any sort of like oh we've added this here's how to do it I mean there probably is there must be a tutorial somewhere there'll be something on the website or something like that and it's probably if you if you're invested in, in uh, your if you're investing in that world, you probably have an idea. It's just yeah. fucking idiots like us that come on every two years and <laughs> have yeah, a, have but a, yeah, it was good fun. I think that's all I've really played though this week. Yeah, I've not played that much either. It's been such a quick week, really, really fast week. But we're actually about three weeks removed from this. But three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I got my three hundredth platinum. Oh yeah, I did. And Andy knows because he keeps up well. Mm. Insert applaud here. Yep. Then, thank you, thank you. Uh, but I, I said last week that I was, de- I was determined. I was determined to fucking complete Death Store mm-hmm. because I fucking love it, and yeah. I did. Yes, yeah, I completed it. You've I not was... got the platinum yet, though. I might yeah. point that. Out. Oh, I don't even want to hear this then. He's right. not going to get the platinum yet. It's, no, o- it's no. ongoing. So I completed <laughs> the game. Something about an umbrella. What a novice. I, <laughs> I completed the game novice. and I've 100%ed the game, but you have to go back and beat it again but, just but, using this fucking umbrella. Oh my god. Which I have started, but it's going to take some doing. The full game with an umbrella. That's it. You've got to beat the full game with an umbrella as your weapon. Aye. <laughs> The Why? umbrella Who? does. What fucking person come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Jacob. It's fucking like, Jacob. <laughs> it's like the shittest weapon in the game. So it does the weapon you start with. Uh, it does half the damage that that does. So you're basically talking. You have to do twice the amount of damage to enemies to kill them. Jesus Christ! Uh, which forever with a few of the bosses is going oh. to be fucking tough. But I'm dedicated and I'm I'm going to do it. I'm is that fun it. for you? That can't be fun. Death's door. Uh, honestly, like I've, no, say, I've been saying for a while. tapping away a boss with an umbrella for tools. <laughs> I've been saying. That's not quite <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> you know what I've, mean? I've been saying for a while you need to play it. Like, see Death's door. It's. I've never played a game quite like it where every single time you fail, you know exactly where you went wrong. You know exactly right. how you went wrong. You know that it's your fucking fault. And then uh, you're like, no, nah, I need to do this better. And it's 
it's a masterpiece. It's fucking incredible. And yeah, I'd, like, I, I, I mean, don't be wrong, I'd have taken the platinum without it. I would have. I'm not going to lie. But the sense of accomplishment. I mean, when I completed the game, I nearly did a fucking lap on her. Right? Mm. It's not that hard, but it's hard enough. And yeah, I don't complete hard games. Um, am I going to have to endure more of the shouting and swearing at the TV? Because there was an awful lot of that in yeah. the last week. I imagine, yes. Especially if he's uh, got a... Probably a lot more, aye. Right. With this umbrella as the weapon. Aye. No chance. How long did it take to complete the game as a normal player? Uh, the game time. He's not a normal player. The, I know. No, he's a I'm a below, I'm a below average gamer. <laughs> uh, it said on my save file twenty three hours. Oh my god! Now you're doing it with umbrella. <laughs> and people that are oh people that are highly skilled can complete the game in five hours. So I died a lot, but it was fucking worth it. See that? Oh, honestly, see when I completed the game, I felt so fucking good, <laughs> so good. But uh, did you know at that point that that was one of the things you had to do, the umbrella? Yeah. Uh, so you you already knew. Uh huh. Technically, if you wanted, you could do that your first run. But I was, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to... Let's get com- used to the game I, first. I don't even know if I'm going to be able let's to complete enjoy, this thing. Let's enjoy the game. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, then, enjoy, I'm enjoying the second run now. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal, honestly. He's not it's, enjoying it's it, It's a folks. game that everybody has to play. But everybody. properly, not with an umbrella. With the umbrella. Not the umbrella. <laughs> no chance. So, yeah, most of my time was spent with that, as you can imagine, because I was... <laughs> pulling what I left my hair I had out but I got it done <laughs> I also played a bit more Valhalla just trying to push on with it I'm hoping to over push cri- on over Christmas what a slog over Christmas <laughs> my plan is that way <laughs> no it's not a slog I'm just trying to push on with the story I know um, have you not finished your story yet nah. I gave up see it's too they're too long for me I lose interest mm. I lost interest with Far Cry I've deleted it Far Cry. Did you not finish it? No, nah, I couldn't. There's just too much, man. I just went. I do too much side stuff at the start, uh, and I end up like building up my guy. But then I get to the point where I'm like a wee bit bored, and I've only done half the story. Mm. It's the same thing every fucking time. But then you can't progress the story unless you're a certain level. So like with Valhalla, you've got to be a certain level before you progress certain uh, stories. So that's why I did a lot of the side stuff to go. At least if I do that, then I can get into the story as much as I want without being told, no, you need to go and be level 100 before you can get here. Aye. But then you're just a wee bit bored of it at that point. It's the same, same old thing. Well, I mean, that's why I, I went. I kind of moved on to other stuff like a year ago when I was playing it, but recently I have had an itch to go back and I'm really enjoying it when I play mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think there's something to be said for a linear gaming experience sometimes. Oh, just like, bang, there you go, 10 hours, easy enjoyed the experience there's my umbrella boom 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 boom. tap 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 5 xp 5 xp (laughs) if I could get an umbrella in Assassin's Creed I would be fucking lethal (laughs) I can do amazing things with an umbrella but yeah so I'm just pushing on with it I want to before the end of the year I'd like to get it finished possibly platinumed we'll see that's about 30 hours on top of the story but Jesus Christ Think how much time you would have on your hands if you stopped doing this. I know. Stop doing this. Crazy. 
Because you always talk about how, like, I've got no time, I've no time. That's because you're spending 40 hours in a game trying to beat it with an umbrella. Nobody else is doing that. People are doing it. Well, you don't need to be with them. <laughs> you know, and you could get some time. Those are my people. Jess, we could go for dinner the night. <laughs> oh, how? How? Because I've gave up the umbrella quest. <laughs> That's how. So let's go and enjoy ourselves and, and experience each other. We have two children. We cannot go out for dinner. You, I can assure you. You are also a bit of a child because I think your exact comment last night was, I just want to play games. <laughs> <laughs> and that tone. <laughs> Brilliant. That's how I roll. I just want to play games. Put the kids to bed. Stupid children. Fucking sleep. Will you just fucking sleep? <laughs> No, I think I think your annoyance last night was that you had to do some sort of work fishing, fishing scam module. It was a work module. I was supposed to have done the week before, and then I had to. I was already like, or just off a twelve-hour shift, and then I had to go home and do this fucking nonsense. Oh God, fuck that! Um, (laughs) I just wanted to play. I just wanted to play Assassin's Creed. (laughs) 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 I wanted to, and it wouldn't let me. Tell me about fishing scams, and I didn't care. I don't even like fishing. (laughs) Um, And I played another game. I don't know how you pronounce it. Called it's H O A. It's like Hoa. It's like a two D side scrolling. Arty farty game. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, you've sold it there. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I get a lot of really high reviews. People really like it. Like it's not a bad game by any means, but just I don't know. Like I, some of these games, they kind of miss the mark for me. Like the it's it's all about like the art style and the. But I don't know. It's it's all right. It's, it's, it's lost it, on you. Ah, well, <laughs> not cultured enough. Um, speaking of not cultured enough I do have quite a few indie games sitting to try out so my plan between now and next week uh, is to try out such gems that I have sitting like uh, Deer Simulator oh I'm actually quite I want to see this oh Jesus now anyone looking it up it's D-E-E-E-E-R Simulator four four D's four D's why? because why not Deer Simulator yep Deer simulator is probably already copyrighted for something. When you when you hold down when you get him to sprint, he gets up on two legs and puffs out his chest like he's on roids, and then he just starts sprinting. That's really weird. Looks pretty fun. So I'm going to check out that. I also have Strip Fighter Five. Not sure what that's about, but I can guess. Uh, It's uh, probably not. I mean, it's clearly a take on Street Fighter. But, I, I mean, I don't know if they strip while they fight. I don't know. I will report back. There might be a YouTube video. And also, I've got This Is The President sitting, but I haven't had a chance to start it yet. That's the... This Is The President? Ah, uh, it's like a point-and-click game where you are... I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. It's like a take the piss on Donald Trump. And so, you're trying to... You're trying to manage the United States while also managing your underground drug lord and keep people happy and you're giving folk bribes and stuff like that it's basically a game designed to take the piss out of Donald Trump and it looks pretty funny so I'm mm. going to be hitting some indies over the next week Okay, as Craig mentioned, he has completed Death's Door and you can read his full written thoughts on the website puredeadgaming.com. There's also a full review of Heavenly Bodies as well. And there are, of 
course, lots of past releases that we've reviewed, so you can browse the site and read reviews on other games that you might not yet have played and you want to get a bit of info on them. And it won't be up in the next week, but soon we'll have lots of Game of the Year content on the website as well. Yes, do check it out. Okay, let's move on to some news this week. As we mentioned, the Game Awards took place last Thursday night, and as expected, there were a number of huge announcements for us to discuss To make the reviews more digestible, we have broken the biggest ones down into bullet points and we can comment on each as we go. So, first up, we saw new footage of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It looked chaotic, but fun. 2022 was the window given at the end. What do we think? I thought this looked really good. Yeah. A lot going on. There is a lot going on. Yeah. Don't know if you play. You can play every character. Do you think, or is it like Guardians, where you only play the one? Well, so this is what I'm worried about. The game is it's one of these ones where you can play by yourself, or you can play with up to three friends. Oh God! Oh, no. So, You've lost me. Aye, so the whole thing is <laughs> we, can, we can play together, though. No, no. <laughs> no. So I, I just want to play games with myself. Where's he going? Who's the motor now? <laughs> fucking arsehole uh, aye so it looks like I don't it depends how they handle it like it's obviously going to be aimed at co-op but if the oh, if you can play by yourself and you can switch between the characters and the other three AI control characters yeah. aren't getting in the way and being fucking annoying mm. then it still could be pretty good like Rocksteady tend to make pretty good fucking games mm-hmm. but it did the trailer with a mount going on and it seemed like there was always more than one character involved. Yeah. It did give me it did give me the fear that it's I don't well, know. I don't know. I need to I, I need to see more. But it is obviously focused on co op. It did you did get Guardians vibes from it, but with I with Guardians you only played as Star Lord. Mm. Okay, we also saw Star Wars Eclipse revealed with a CGI trailer. The game is being developed by Quantum Quant, Quantic Dream, known for its story-heavy titles like hum, Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human. No release window was given for that, which well, it's them that's that. hopefully means, Craig, you'll have time to catch up on all your Star Wars before it comes out. I will be master of both the stars and the wars. The thing is... If you watched all the Star Wars films, you wouldn't have a clue what's going on because this is set in a different bit. (laughs) It's set like 200 years before the films. It really actually wouldn't help you very much. (laughs) So the High High Republic is kind of like... No, never mind. Who cares? (laughs) Who gives a fuck? No, I want the full run. (laughs) No, no, let's just move on. Move on. Um, No, uh, I'm... For being not that into Star Wars, I'm really excited for this. I thought the graphics looked fucking insane. I mean, it's CGI, obviously, so it's going to look insane, yeah. but it looked fucking brilliant. Like, even if you think back to Detroit Become Human, the graphics and that were fucking amazing. Yeah. So uh, I presume this is going to be Unreal Engine 5. Like, it just looked brilliant, and I really like the style of game they make, where it's, it is more story orientated. Like, it can branch off in loads of different ways. Like, I mean, Detroit had like 20 different endings, so did Heavy Rain. Like, I think this will be similar. Like, different people can live, they can die. So, if they can tell a good story, then I'll fuck it, I'm all in. Aye. Just be interesting to see how they do combat, because you can't make a Star Wars game without a lightsaber fight. Aye. And will it be like quick time events? If it is. 
that might be a bit shit. But I thought it looked really good. The other thing I would say as well, though, is they said it was early in development and they are notoriously slow at making games. So the earliest you'll see this is 2024. Yeah. It's miles out. Um, yeah, we also did get some feedback on this. Uh, Faith and 49ers said, My concern is the writing as a whole. The concept looks fine, and I wonder how the devs are going to handle the golden age of Jedi. Mercury Champ said, I was a massive Star Wars fan prior to the Disney acquisition, and I really loathe what they've done to the franchise, but I'm also a massive Quantic Dream fan, so I'm excited to see what they do with the license. So, yeah, Quantic Dream are really, they're really divisive, like some people fucking hate them, especially, it's not so much Quantic Dream, but the guy that runs it, David Cage, I've never particularly had an issue with him, but he is a bit smarmy, but some people, especially, there's a lot of people in the games industry that fucking hate him, Mm. and have reviewed his games badly because they fucking hate him, Mm. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, we also saw a review for Wonder Woman. The game has been developed by Shadow of Mordor, developer Monolith. No release window was given for this one either. That's fucking miles out, I think. Mm. They literally showed what Wonder Woman looks like and then our little Wonder Woman fucking belt, and that was it. Uh, nothing to do with this. Uh, it was like 44 seconds. The fact that it's been made by Monolith is cool, though, because... They did uh, the Shadow of Modern Shadow of War games, and they had this thing called the Nemesis system. And on that, it was like when you killed like a boss, then other people they would come back and they would remember it. And there was like a sort of system in place where that was how it worked, wasn't it? I never played that much of those games. It wasn't even bosses; it was just enemies. Enemies. They, uh, would, they, they would rank up. Yeah, and they would come back and they would remember you from before and stuff like that. And it was yeah. a really cool system that people really fucking liked. And they've already said they're going to incorporate that into this, which is really cool. Uh, The long-rumoured Alan Wake sequel was finally announced. The sequel will lean more towards survival horror and it's set to launch in 2023. With Jake Gyllenhaal, eh? Looked exactly like him, didn't it? It does look a lot like him. Fucking, I mean, that's proper gimmick infringement, that. Like, it's... I thought it was actually him. I was, at first I was like, are they making a film? What is this? <laughs> but it looked pretty much exactly like him. It's interesting though that like, so the first game was more, it was survival horror kind of, but it was also action. And this one, they're going way more towards survival horror. And like, I don't know if you look at Alan, like I played about Alan Wait recently when they re-released it. And it's, the gameplay doesn't hold up that well. It's good, but it's not brilliant by any means. So from that point of view, you'd look at it and go, right, okay, maybe survival horror is a better idea. But then the most recent thing Remedy made was Control, which was fucking excellent gameplay-wise. Mm. So it's almost like the the Remedy of 2021 could make a fucking great Alan Wake game. Um, but either are going to go more survival horror. But... Uh, I don't know, see when they say 2023, like I genuinely wonder, like, will it be 2023? You just assume everything's going to get fucking delayed. Again. Yeah. Um, we do have a release date, though, for PlayStation console exclusive for Spoken, finally. The game is set to launch on May 24th. 
The game is set to be developer Luminous Productions' second release after 2019's Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, I, I don't know. F- folks seem really excited about this. It looks all right. I thought it looked quite cool. The trailers I've seen. I mean, I like the. It looked as if it was almost like the the, the, the movement was like a bit like snowboarding, almost like they put something down or like gliding along the mm. ground. That looked quite cool, but I don't know. I don't know if it's really my kind of thing, but it's. I mean, it looks alright. Aye, I need to see more of it. You're quite interested, aye. I just the trailer looked alright. That's so. If it's the game I'm thinking of, anyway. I know it will. It will be now. Okay, we also saw Sonic Frontiers. Um, after being teased back in May, the first open zone inspired game in the franchise is slated to launch holiday 2022 on all platforms. Was there not another open world Sonic before? There was three D ones, but I don't think they were open world. But aye, this looked like sprawling fucking island. Right. It was kinda weird. Like I don't know how I don't how does that work when the whole fucking concept of the game is speed? No, I don't know. Like I'm sure they'll work it in. Like to me, surely a good Sonic game is all about really good level design so that yeah. you can like get through the level like in one continuous motion and all this so if it's 3D like people want more I know if they want that they can go back and play remastered versions of Sonic aye that's they true want, they want more from a new Sonic experience I imagine yeah hopefully it's good like I've, we, I've spoken <clears> about before but it, no, so. none of us really care about Sonic he's a wee blue fuck but um He's a little blue fuck. His film was good. Hopefully his sequel film was good. But uh, I hopefully if it's good, we'll play it. But um, the, the the other thing was, in the trailer, the world looked fucking really nice. And then at the end, it flashes up that it's coming to Switch. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. How nice is this going to look? Um, next up, Slitterhead was announced. This is the first venture from Bokeh Game Studio, but it's headed up by... Toyama? Yeah, I left out his first name just to not give you a headache. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the creator of Silent Hill. What did you think of this one? It looks alright. It looks quite. It did look very Silent Hill like, I suppose. The mm. fact that at the beginning of the trailer they actually put the word Silent Hill on the screen, I understand, <laughs> fucked off a lot of people because they <laughs> thought they were getting a new Silent Hill game that mm. they are not getting. But they essentially get. I mean, it pretty much is Silent Hill without the name. Exactly. What is it about Silent Hill they love so much? Is it the experience or is it the character that you play? I can't imagine it's the guy you play because he's just a nondescript kind of guy. Yeah. So I imagine it's more the experience of Silent Hill, which they're going to get with this guy because he's the fucking creator of it. Yeah. So what's the issue? The only thing I can think that would maybe have upset people is that so Silent Hill's very eerie and very survival horror like and mm-hmm. this did seem like it was going to be like that but then that kind of that techno trailer, music though. kicked in and I was like oh, this is going to be more of an action game uh, you don't so, know a trailer can make a game look like anything that's true anybody can but I feel like the music trailer. was quite intentional uh, like it was quite kind of heavy going music which made you seem like it was going to be like pretty action orientated but maybe not Need to see more again. They never really said what was happening, so it could be fucking ages away. Which is a kind of theme of this, to be honest. Like a lot of it, a lot of it did look like it was going to. It was cool, but when are we going to see this stuff? 
Uh, we got some feedback on about this as well. Uh, Hokuto Payne said, I love the idea and I also like the fact that it's a new IP from the minds of Silent Hill. Jury out until I see full gameplay though. Talk Nerdy to Me says, looks creepy, I'm here for it. And Unstable Hoof says, looked good at the start until the cheesy guy in leather slices with the sword. So, bearing opinions. Okay, and Rumbleverse was also announced. It's yet another battle royale game, but this one comes with a twist. Instead of guns, the combat focuses on melee and wrestling moves. The game is set to launch on February 8th, 2022 with early access coming at an unknown date they are brave throwing their hat in the february window aye yeah yeah they are (laughs) why the fuck would you bring a game out in february if you unless you absolutely had to i i thought this looked kind of cool but it's it's not gonna it's gonna fail like i can't imagine another battle royale game coming along at this point and making a dent especially not one that's trying to focus towards wrestling moves I mean, I like the idea of it, and I'll. But even I, I'm fully aware that I'll probably try it two or three times and then bail. Yeah. And plus, it's using. I mean, it looks exactly like Fortnite. Like it's using the exact same uh, graphical style. Mm. And I feel like it would have served them best to move away from that and mm. distinguish themselves. Yeah. Because it's just a bit over. It's a bit oversaturated at the moment. Mm. Yeah, there there were lots more games shown off, but also we don't want to ramble on forever about everything that was discussed, but just a few other points to note. So we have Crossfire X getting a date of February 10th, 2022, also in that crazy week. We've got Tunic getting a date of March 16th, 2022. Cuphead's DLC, The Delicious Last Course, is coming on June 30th, 2022. Plague Tale Requiem? Requiem. Yeah. Requiem. Got another trailer. Still looks really cool. Still coming out in 2022. And lastly, Hellblade 2 was also shown and looked amazing. Fanboys are claiming a visual downgrade, but we still thought it looked pretty good. What? Yeah, I, I, this is one of the things I kept seeing on Friday morning that, uh, oh, look, uh, Hellblade 2. They were saying it looked like this, and now it looks like this. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, looks fucking brilliant, what are you talking about? I think they'd taken, like, a fucking still, and they'd maybe changed the YouTube quality to 480p, and then they'd be like, oh, look at this. There's no shadows there. But um, it's the same thing they all did. Remember they did it with uh, Spider-Man before it came out? There was, like, a puddle that didn't look as good or something, and they all went fucking mental about it. It's just, it's fanboys wanting to fanboy Okay, so some other bits of news outside the Game Awards chat. We have Sniper Elite 5 shown off for the first time and will take place in France. The short trailer, which looks as gruesome as ever, says that the game is aiming to launch in 2022 on both current gen and last gen systems. I'm right up for this. Yeah, yeah it looks good. You might be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's towards the end of World War II, so it was 1944 in France. So in the trailer, it shows off like he's going about with like a Agent 47 style silenced pistol. And they sort of indicated this as if you might be able to hide bodies and stuff like that as well. So uh, it looked cool. The, France, the French setting looked really nice. Like it was really kind of colourful, which the Sniper Elite games haven't always been. Um, 
and I, I just I really, really like the look of it. Like I did Sniper Elite Four from front to back without getting seen, and it looks like this is going to be like that, where you can do similar. So, bring it on. Bring it on. The writing has been on the wall for PUBG for some time now. Fortnite continues to roll on with the insane popula- popularity and other battle royale. Other battle royale offerings like Warzone have come along and surpassed the game that really kicked off the craze. However, in a last-ditch attempt to claw back some market share, the game is officially going free-to-play on January 12th, 2022. This is like a last-ditch attempt yeah. to try. Yeah. I feel for them a bit. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, although, see, to be fair, like I just... I suppose popular opinion was PUBG started all this, but they fucking didn't. They stole the idea from like a couple of smaller games. Hmm. Uh, so I don't feel that bad for them, but they were the first ones to make it big with Battle Royale, yeah. and then people have come along and done it better. And unfortunately, I think it's over. it's over for them. Like, That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's going free to play, but you can pretty much play it for free just now like it's on game pass it's yeah. on playstation now so there's ways you don't have to pay for it just now but um even this move to free to play i don't think it's gonna save it like it's still got a, a player base i'm sure it's still profitable but they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna gain back on on the likes of fortnite or Warzone or rumbleverse okay and we also have this one's for andy This one's for Andy. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's big 2022 expansion has officially been announced. Dawn of Ragnarok will release on March 10th, 2022 and will be priced at $32.99. Gamers who purchased the season pass will still have to fork out for this new expansion as this is over and above the plans that were announced and promised at launch. Dawn of Ragnarok is expected to be 35 plus hours long and Ubisoft has labelled it, quote, the most ambitious expansion in the franchise history. Ubisoft has also confirmed a special Assassin's Creed Valhalla crossover DLC with the previous game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Both games will get a piece of the story. Those who are treasures in the older game and a fated encounter in AC Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, sorry, the quest will allow you to discover Tuna Island and get exclusive rewards. Yeah, fucking hell. This is exactly what's needed. Aye, they just <laughs> don't stop. I think, like, this wasn't initially planned. I think at first they had just... They, so they, you could buy that, like, I don't know, whatever it was, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Ultimate Edition, and yeah. you got, like, the, the two expansions that they promised, which I think are out now. Uh, but I think they thought the next Assassin's Creed would be out maybe this year and uh. so because it's probably at least 2023 they've went right let's fucking use the existing world and we'll put out more story but 35 plus hour I mean fuck me that is not an expansion that is a game and there's folk that are still playing oh you're still playing the main story <laughs> fucking Jesus a year later it's insane it's mad. It really is. You've got is. to march to finish it and catch up before this one comes out. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing expansions if I get rid of it. This isn't macking a thing. Like, it's it's all like, see <laughs> how, slight spoilers for Valhalla, see how you go to, where is the place you go, the mythical place? 
Oh yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I'll, uh, I forget. Sorry. Yeah, but the whole of this expansion is basically that. It's all like mythical, Jotunheim. mythical dragons and all sorts. No, Jotunheim. Something like that. But I, it's it's the kind of stuff that I don't like in Assassin's Creed. Like mm. I like the more like retelling of history and like that sort of stuff, not yeah. the mythical shite. So, I kind of like the mythical stuff. I quite like Thor and all that kind uh, of stuff. So. It sounds like something you'd maybe quite like. But And see, the thing is, like, although 35 hours is quite a long time, that's still probably, what, a third of the size of Valhalla. So see if you were going to go back to something, you'd maybe rather play that, which is a yeah. more condensed story. Mm-hmm. Like They never said anything about this, but I think it would be a good idea to offer it like standalone, because I think the way it is just now, you'd have to own Valhalla to mm. then download this as like DLC but why not put that out separately as a, almost like a separate game mm. maybe get more folk buying it yes and if you want to add a bit of colour to your Playstation 5 on Monday if you've got one on Monday Playstation announced their official PS5 faceplates they're set to come in Midnight Black, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue and Galactic Purple. Mm. They're set to release in select regions in January with a full rollout coming soon after. Controllers are also set to launch in Purple, Blue and Pink at the same time with the Black and Red already available. What colour would you go for? If I was, I quite like the way the PlayStation looks now, so I'm not too fussed. But if I was going to buy one, I'd get the black one. So would I. Yeah. Uh, especially I know that just is boring, but it I'm, just looks sleek. You know, when it's sitting, I mean, we have it, you know, on view in our most common room, mm-hmm. and you know, I wouldn't want a big monstrosity of color in no. the corner. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, right. I know some people because that kind of goes with your aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. A big uh, fucking that pink one would look like an abomination. I just look out of place. Yeah, I suppose some people do have kind of, you know, quite neon aesthetics in their uh, gaming space. That's not what we've got. So no, I was uh, in a living room, yeah. so some of those colors just aren't going to go. Mm. But. um yeah, I'm I'm in no rush to pick up one. I might at some point, like I say, like we've got a Series X as well, so at times like we, we sort of move the consoles around from room to room, but at times when they're next to each other, like I would prefer both of them were black. Mm. So from that point of view, maybe. But apparently they're gonna be quite expensive. I think they're about fifty quid or something. Which Correct. For two bits of plastic seems quite the excessive. Because then there was a company that was doing this, but they got shut down because of the name, wasn't there? Yeah, but then, so, but then there, there is like another few companies have popped up because there is people that already have faceplates that got them from third party places. Yeah, so you can get shut them. Down. Uh, and, right, I think like, and they'll be cheaper than fifty. 50 fucking quid, that's uh, for they sure. Were like 20 or something like that. But it, it was interesting. I got to thinking, like, so say, like, PlayStation 4 generation, there was so much of a market for. Remember, they brought out, like, the special edition Spider Man PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they did a really cool one for Sekiro. Like, that was like, it looked like it was made of wood and it had, like, yeah. these sort of, like, Japanese symbols on it and stuff like that. It looked really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look it up like Sekiro Special Edition PS4 it just I, I really want I mean I wouldn't have bought it because of fucking nonsense to buy a Special Edition console but like it looked cool but I wonder how that's going to impact like Special Edition consoles this generation because who's going to buy a full Special Edition console you would just buy Special Edition faceplates mm-hmm. which would then change the entire look of your console so I wonder if like that's maybe what they're, what they're planning on is like maybe like so. Same when Spider Man Two comes out, 
maybe it'll be the the like uh, the like collector's edition will have like a Spider-Man statue and a set of faceplates yeah. for your PlayStation. That does look pretty cool. Though. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's quite well done. Aye. But like, see the likes of that now? They could just do that with a faceplate yeah. and sell yeah. it for 30 quid. But it's all like 3D and everything. Yeah. Right Apparently now. it's got like a sort of wooden feel to it and stuff like that as well. That's nice. Mm, I'd like it. It like That's cool, but I'd have I'd have it without the writing on it. Mm. Almost as if it's just like... That's, that's quite nice, actually. I really like that. As, yeah. We did get a couple of bits of feedback in about this. So Epic Phil said, I want the pink one and the purple one, but I love them all so much. Red Dead said, when I finally get a PS5, I would love the black colour. <laughs> I thought this was funny from Alex. Uh, I have pre-ordered all five, plus all five controllers. I'm an extreme collector and shouldn't be allowed control of my own money. I thought, <laughs> he, was jo- I thought he was joking at first, but fair fucks. Well done, mate. Oh, and Woolen Hat said, I mean, I'd just like to own a sodden PS5 in the first place, to be honest. <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah. Imagine you were just sitting there with two faceplates going, oh, this is the... <laughs> this is the world's saddest fucking bit of plastic. <laughs> okay, so next up, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which remasters Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy for PlayStation 5, will launch on 28th of January 2022. The bundle will cost 44 99 and there's a PS4 to PS5 upgrade path available. If you own any... One of Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy on PS4, you can upgrade to the Complete Legacy of Thieves collection for £10 $10. You don't need to own both titles in order to qualify, just one of them will do. However, the versions offered through PS Plus are not part of this offer. It's also worth noting that Sony has quietly delisted the original PS4 versions of both games and put out the aptly named Uncharted 4 A Thief's End and Uncharted The Lost Legacy digital bundle for £34.99. They're fly. They know what they're doing, don't they? Just yeah. fucking release a patch and let us have better graphics and 60 frames a second. <laughs> Fuck me, man. It took an entire four-paragraph blog post to explain the pricing structure of this thing. That's what's happening. You get that a lot now, though. Yeah, With PlayStation specifically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got no problem paying a tenner for them. Like, if, like if, if developers are upgrading stuff and they want more money for it, fine, but it's just how fucking awkward they make it like that's convoluted I nobody understands it Aye. it's like I well, the, the way they word it this, this shows you that they're struggling to interpret it to people Aye. like what's the, what's the easiest way to let folk know about all this and that fucking big spiel is yeah. what they come up with yeah. that tells you everything you need to know exactly like I mean I I feel like I'm pretty switched on when it comes to gaming so if I'm confused I feel yeah. like a lot of people are because I'm sitting thinking right I definitely own a Imagine Uncharted. a parent buying I, for a like who doesn't know and mental. they're buying for a kid and then they get to the shop and the guy goes, So your son's got that and I should have got this game already. So what today is you pay ten pounds a new and in a in a year's time you'll get the you know what I mean? It's like fucking what? You need one of those like flow chart things. Do you own I'm pretty uncharted? Sure it was a yes. Flow chart. yes, no. no. And then <laughs> you get down. Yeah. Well that's the thing, like even me, I'm thinking I do own Uncharted 4, but I think I might own it through the PlayStation Plus collection, which doesn't count. Yeah. Because when I originally got it, I think it was on disc. Mm. And I don't have the disc anymore. So mm. I'm pretty sure 
that I need to buy the whole thing, but I don't know for sure. And there's no... If I go into the PlayStation... If I go into my PlayStation account just now, under my digital library, it'll say I own Uncharted 4, but there's no way to tell if that is the PlayStation Plus collection version oh, or if yeah. it's a version I bought. Oh, my God. Until I try to play this new one, and it's like, <laughs> ah, no, no, he's a tenor. Hey. Give me a sore head. <laughs> Give myself a sore head. You're like, well, it's just... It's too confusing. Okay, and last up for our news this week, regular tipster Tom Henderson took to Twitter over the last week with a claim that Ubisoft has begun work on the next Splinter Cell game. This isn't the first time we've heard such rumours, but Tom does provide a bit more detail. Apparently, the game is set to be open world, with the game being likened to a more condensed and much more stealth-orientated Assassin's Creed. He was quick to point out that the game is in early development, though, so do not expect it anytime soon. Hmm. I'll take that. I'll take anything Splinter Cell at this point. It's been fucking years. What? I don't know how would this open world Splinter Cell work though. I don't know. That sounds cool though. What I would want to know is Mister Ironside back to do the voice. Aye. Because the new guy they got, it's just no. You need the old aye guy doing the voice. Aye, definitely. It just brings a gravitas to it. Yeah. I just, I don't, like, I can't imagine you walking about as Sam Fisher and then walking up to, like, checkpoint, like, walking up to, like, mission mm. markers and then a wee cutscene starts and he's like, today, I need you to go and spy on this lad. You know what I mean? It just, <laughs> I don't know how it would work, but I'm all up for it. As long as it is a condensed Assassin's Creed, like, you don't need a splinter cell where you have to run 45 minutes to get to no, whatever the fucking no. objective is. Yeah. Like, it needs to be a small open world. But, yeah. Geezer. Again, another one that would be fucking five years away though. Okay, that wraps up our news this week. Let's move on to highest rated in the franchise. Oh, here we go. Our newest feature. Look at this. Adding it in later. Nice try. He thinks so little of us. Still not got a song, does he? No, you're not getting a song too tired. Dick. Let's go with Mick Moon. Right, so I'm going to do it this week. I've picked the games. Oh. Um, so, first up, highest rated in the franchise, please. We have Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and Call of Duty... Oh, wait. Yeah, Call of Duty 4. Mod- these are confusing names <laughs> especially since they've re-released them about four times yeah does that make sense to you is what no. I've just right okay I guess College of Modern Warfare how is many games mo- have you given us there four four games yeah so I've got Modern Warfare 2 Modern Warfare 3 and then there's Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare's Right, so Call of Duty 2 was probably like PlayStation 2 era. But then the rest of them would all have been like... I'm going to go for Descending. The last one you said is number one, and then back the way. I'll say Call of Duty 4. Because I don't even know what Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, then 3, and then Call of Duty 2. So, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare is 94. Yep. Modern Warfare 2 is also 94. I'm taking that. Through your little curveball. I'm taking that. Then you've got Call of Duty 2, 89. Fuck. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 88. 
I didn't think those older ones were that highly regarded. I don't think I played them back then. I don't think I think the first one I played was Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, which would have been the first three sixty one, I think. Okay. Well you sucked at that. Gears of War. Right. Gears of War two and Gears of War three. I would two one three. Two, three, one. No, it's in order. Really? One, two, three. 94 for Gears oh. of War, 93 for Gears of War 2, and 91 for Gears I suppose, of War like, when the first one came out, like, even though looking back, two will be better than one, like, one was probably such a fucking landmark game at the time. Mm. I don't think I played one. I did. I mean, I, I went back and played it, but I don't. I think I played two before I played one. Gears. Gears was one of the first games I played on the Game Pass. I downloaded f- five. The latest five one. Is five the latest one? Yeah. Yeah, as I downloaded uh, that. I just that. remember. I remember the first time I played Gears two and thinking that fucking gun that also is a chainsaw is amazing. Like I was like, and what a fucking idea! The mechanic of reloading and then reloading and right active about. reload. Yeah, so addictive. Right, what's the next bit? Do you want more? Is there more? Do you, I don't have any more, but I can... I've got one. No, I've got one because I, I had started to do this, and I think mm. this one will be interesting. Oh, right, okay. So I did one on Mario games. Oh, okay. Which is difficult because they're all fucking really highly rated. Yes. So what I... When it comes to Metacritic, they didn't do stuff back in, like, the SNES days and stuff like that. So I have... Starting with Super Mario 64 on the N64... Uh, then Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, Galaxy 2, and Odyssey, which is the most oh, recent one. There's too many games. Uh, I don't think you will get this. What was the first game again? There's Mario 64, 64 on the 64, Sunshine was on the GameCube, Galaxy and Galaxy 2 were on the Wii, and Odyssey's the new one on the Switch. So the first one, Mario 64, Odyssey... Sunshine, Odyssey 2 and then the other one. Galaxy 2 and then Galaxy 1. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty similar, but I think I'm going to switch. Oh, I think I'm going to put Odyssey first, then 64. Nah. Um, Ga- Super Mario Galaxy, Galaxy 2 and Odyssey all have a 97. Wow. Jesus Christ. Mario 64 has got a 94. And even Super Mario Sunshine, which a lot of people say they hate, has a 92. The 3D Mario games, fucking review, high. (laughs) Big time high. I remember playing... Did you ever play Galaxy? I I didn't like it. What was the thing? I bought that game for Lisa, where it's got three Mario games. It's Uh, Sunshine 64. Sunshine 64 and Galaxy. And, like... I played a little bit and then I watched her play a little bit and it was just so hard to play because mm. it was just I don't think anything was really changed a lot. Yeah, it was it was really hard to pick mm. up. I got see Galaxy like you were on these little islands, little yeah, little these weird. little so you were just constantly running about in circles nah, and you couldn't see weird. what was coming up. I, I didn't weird. like that. I, like, it's most people's favorite, but I just oh, there was something yeah. about it I didn't like. Okay, it's time for Pure Dead Love. 
pure dead love. Guess what? Grant got back in touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said, hey, pure dead team, I took your advice and just went for it. I didn't need the alcohol, Craig. Haha. We have now been on two dates so far and things are going great. Woo! Taking total fucking credit for yes. this to see of us, yes, by the absolutely. way. We have I, made that boy's life. I even told her about writing into your show for advice and her listening back. Just wanted to say thanks for taking the time to reply to me and hope this turns into a mainstay on the show. Big thanks from Grant and Sophie. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll Grant be... and Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you haven't listened um, for a few episodes, I don't know why why you wouldn't have, but um, exactly. yeah, we have sort of started, and inadvertently thanks to Grant, a little feature called Pure Dead Love, so you can write in for any sort of advice, obviously the ones we've had so far have been centred around relationships, and we will offer it to you, offer our advice. I would just for like, free. I would just like to say, Grant, uh, I'll be looking for an invite to your wedding. <laughs> All expenses paid, of course. Is it off to Canada? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, okay. Hey, if this wedding's happening because of us, we're fucking going. Mm. Right? Also, she's probably a keeper. If she, if you honestly let her listen back to the advice <laughs> we gave you about asking her out and she wasn't horrified and didn't run a mile, she's probably a keeper. So, <laughs> well done, mate. That's true. Well done. Right, so I'll read this one out. Um, for this week yeah because we do have a new one as well yeah it came from Alan Um, yeah I don't even yeah I'll just read it so he says for the pure dead love bit this one is more for the boys unless there's something we don't know about yes no you're correct this one is for the boys he says I hate wearing condoms really hate wearing them it's a bloody audition trying to get it on and by the time you do you're lucky if you're still able to perform any tips? Feel free to ask the audience for their suggestions. This is bursting my head. Which head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I just interject first of all? Uh, when you have sex, using a condom is the safest way to protect yourself and your partner from STIs and pregnancies. Yes. Right, disclaimer, <laughs> fuck off. Um, yeah, I, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. They are a fucking pain in the arse, to be fair. They're really not that bad. I think they're a pain in the arse. Jesus Christ. I think the. I mean, look, mate, you're going to have to put up with it. You're going to have to put up with it until, until you can get to a point where maybe if you're seeing a girl properly, then she could go on the pill and then that would negate it. No. But I love them. Keep me in the game. <laughs> 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 Surprised they do them in your small size. Like <laughs> a fucking plastic bag over you. You don't know, like, because I know a lot. I me personally, I can't imagine anything more awkward than a one night stand. Like, I need to get to know somebody before I even think about that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and be comfortable around about them. Mm-hmm. And I imagine a lot of lasses are the same. I, mean, I imagine there's lots that like a one night stand. Yeah. But that is an essential if you're going to do one night stands. You don't know where that person's been. Exactly. You want to take that risk. No. Because what, what's the one that you get and you've got it for life? Chlamydia. You get oh, yeah. chlamydia or something like that and then chlamydia you've got it for life. Isn't it? It's, it's always dormant in you. You know what I mean? We should know this before we do this. Actually. It's one of those. It's, have it's to one like the, clap, the clap or something. I don't know if the clap is chlamydia. It's just a, another name for it or whatever. But 
you don't know who you you're sleeping with, and you're taking such a chance. Just not like and fucking buy a feather light. You know what I mean? Or some I it hardly feels as if you've got any known. Yeah. Is it really that much? Yeah. Tell us, tell us all about the different th- types. Of, I think there's loads got of different fucking types. Rolodex of condoms over here. Yeah. Th- to be fair, I think yeah, like experiment with different ones exactly is, find what one works for you there Aye. is such a thing as a female condom as well maybe give that a go a femdom yeah. is that what they're called yeah they're weird I can't imagine weird. I cannot imagine in the heat of the moment you've just taken a girl back from the club or the pub or something like that and you're like I know I should be wearing the condom but I've brought this fucking balloon and could you <laughs> <laughs> could you please insert this because I can't be fucked and see as well this this surprises me how many guys and lassies, sorry, think this is a doable exercise. Pulling out. Yeah. Right? Imagine, that amazes imagine. me the amount of people that think <laughs> that is an actual viable option. <laughs> that doesn't work, people. Because you're already producing yeah. the stuff. It doesn't matter if you've not like came inside somebody. You are producing like you can only get someone pregnant if you shoot it out at no. a fucking 45 mile an hour. <laughs> that's the only Honestly, there was, there's been so many adults that, I've like, that think that's a, a, a thing, and I'm like, you are joking, right? And they're like, no, you just pull out. And it's probably because of porn. Like, fuck all that. Well, they pull oh, out, they pull out aye, in porn, so it must be fine. So what was even the guy's question? Just the fact that he doesn't like them. And yeah, just, he wants our tips on He's asking for advice because he just doesn't like them. I'd get... Get over it. Aye. You just have to get over it because. What you see? The, see, see what Jess, Jess said. Find one that works for you. Yeah. yeah. Try a different brands. Experiment there because it it could be that maybe the type you're using is too thick, so it's killing the sensation exactly. to go for an ultra ah, thin could, or exactly. you could have a, fucking a fucking ribbed or whatever half inch, half inch rubber thing on. You know what I mean? You're not going to feel a thing. You could you could have just bought something off the shelf, no realizing it. There's actually different types. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Aye. I would say I would say experiment. That the honest answer is experiment. Yeah. Um because And the, don't be embarrassed of it, but like get them on the internet so you can maybe actually look because if you're looking at it in a shop, you'll be like, oh, fuck fuck looking at me, I'll just buy that. Yeah, that's because mm. I, I remember I'd done that once, right? And I ended up buying these ones that have some fucking like a uh, numbing agent in the tip. Right? That sounds terrifying. I, I couldn't feel a fucking thing. Like, and you know what I mean? Because it's four what, hours later, and you're like, I'm not what done. Is, what is going on here? She's watching um, the telly. Because it was a weird sensation, but it's like for guys that have. I come like, too quickly. Aye. So there's like this numbing agent in the tip, and I didn't have a clue. I just went, fuck, fuck are looking. Buy them. Bang, there's 20 condoms, 10 quid, or the fucking dear. Um, <laughs> then I realised what, what it was, because I was like, oh, what the fuck's that in there? Well, I thought somebody put something in it. And then I looked at the package and I went, oh, well, that's what we've got. And then, and then it was like shit. <laughs> I love, I love these folk that like went to Tesco and they're like, I need condoms. And that's all they need. But they're like, oh, I'll get some milk. I know, yeah. just trying to disguise it. <laughs> They've got about right. seven things. Like, you still need to take it out the fucking basket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and these menial items that you're buying is making it known that you're even more awkward about yeah. it. You can even you can get them for free as well off the NHS. Just like really bog standard ones. Who was it? I don't know if you were involved in this. It was stupid, so you probably were. But um, we used to go down, there was like a early fucking, I don't know, 
pregnancy clinic or something like where you could get free condoms. We used to go down and get free ones and then like fill them up and use them as water balloons and stuff like oh that. Oh god. And they're not going to bust. Good oh, times. I fucking hell. did if you flung, flung them hard enough. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's move on. But yeah, yeah if anyone... Yeah. I would say, he did say, throw it open to the audience, so if anyone has some better ideas than to try different condoms, get in touch and let us know what you think. Let's move on to shitty platinum. Shitty, 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 Okay, as you may well know, every week we offer a shitty platinum of the week. Doesn't always mean it's a shit game, it just means that it's got really easy platinum trophies, which Craig spends his, you know, time grafting for. I'll it usually you know, has a shit game as well. Though. I'll have you know they call me the completionist. Right, so yes, they call me the completionist. This week's game is called... Trails and Traces, The Tomb of Thomas Chu. And I played this game on Xbox like quite early in the year. It's like a point and click game. And I was on Twitter the other day and I was talking to a guy that I follow. We're just talking back and forth. <clears throat> and then I realised that he's the guy that developed this game. <laughs> and I've spoken mm. to him a bunch of times, but I was just like, I, don't, I think I clicked on his... You know, he'd mentioned something about how he'd made a second game and he basically ripped off like some different stuff to do with like fucking Die Hard, and uh, then I noticed and I was like, "Holy shit, I played, I played your game." Um, so I contacted him and I was like, "Look, would you mind if we featured it this week on this section?" <laughs> um, and then obviously explained to him, "Look, I know what we call it, but this is what it is." Uh, and yeah, he was he was a good sport about it. He was happy to for us to include it. Uh, his Twitter handle, if you want to give him a. A follow is Matt underscore Barker underscore UK and his development company is called Because Because Games. So because, because, he managed because. to reach out to Rata Ritalica. They oh, published they published it. Our good friend Ritalica. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's a fun point and click game. You take on the role of a private detective tasked with looking into a missing a missing person's case. But as you can imagine, there's more to the mystery than meets the eye. It's quite funny. There was lots of like funny and kind of witty one-liners like throughout it. Um, graphically, it is pretty basic. Like I don't even know what you would call the style, but I mean, it, it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. I would say, but it is a point-and-click game, and the the dialogue's funny and it is voiced as well, which I liked. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's got a charm to it, I would say. Like, I like the the set, and I don't want to get into the story, because, like, with these type of games, because there's always missable trophies, because a lot of the time, like, the the solutions are quite obtuse, although they weren't overly with this one, I tend to play point-and-click games, I've said this before, with a guide, but then I take in the story as well. And, yeah, I mean, you're talking half an hour for the thousand year of the Platinum, and it's I quite enjoyed it. Like I thought it was fun. Uh, another reason I wanted to cover it this week is because it's currently down to two pound nineteen on the PlayStation Store until the twenty second of December. Absolute bargain. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and with that, you get both the PlayStation Four and Five versions, so two platinums. Uh, on play on Xbox, sorry, it is not on sale currently, so it's four ninety nine. But I know it does go on sale regularly so i would i would say it's, if you like point and click games it's worth checking out it's got some good humor in it 
Uh, like I say, don't expect a graphical masterpiece by any means. Can I ask a question? You can't. So see, for your, I don't know, platinum score thing, does it identify if it's PS5, PS4? Yes. Says next step so is when you, PS5 or when PS4 you say or Vita. When you've got or three. Three, your 3,000 Platinums, like, uh-huh. is there something that would like, tell you the, what they are? What do you mean? Well, you said you've got 3,000 Platinums now. 318. Oh, 3,000, sorry. Uh, 300. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, how many of them are PS5? How many are PS4? I mean, I could go into PSN profiles and I can filter it by PlayStation 5 only and right. it would tell me. Okay. I haven't done that, but I would imagine 60 odd, I guess. Okay. Or what? PS5. Okay. Just curious, that was all. I mean, I can get you full, st- no, full start no, breakdown no. for next week. Not required, thank you. I'll, en- I'll enjoy that. <laughs> what is required now, though, is our take on Home Alone. For our gaming movie night, aka Christmas movie night. What a film. Yes, so we watched Home Alone, the first one, released in 1990. Wow. Wow, indeed. Where do we start? I don't no. even know. It's one of my favourite films ever. How to review this one? Ever. Much no, like last week. Say? See, when it's it fucking start, brilliant. When it starts, and what I mean by that is when the bug, I can't say the word, the burglary starts, mm-hmm. and they start, see every bump they take. I couldn't help but laugh at every fucking yeah. bump. Arm, I'll get him for you! And you just, it's, it's, so brutal, as well. it's so visceral the uh, way they fall in that. Yeah, I mean, from from what we've kind of seen, like, it, it, I think when they actually filmed it, you know, it, it was not funny. <laughs> like, no. But it's the timing of everything put together, yeah. the sounds, the music. Yeah. It's yeah. just, because, you know, they, they use stunt doubles and they literally were flinging themselves back yeah. and up and yeah. trying to get as much height as crazy. possible. So we saw the interview with the guy that was a stunt double for Marv yeah. and he was just like, I love it. Yeah. And he's Which like, I just, I just go and I throw myself as high in the air as I can and then I just land and I love it. <laughs> And you're like you're fucking mental. Yeah. See the bit where he's like, like he's starting to just burgle the house and he goes down the steps and he's obviously it's all ice, so he just goes <laughs> right down the steps. And, <laughs> and then he's at a door, looks like a square. And that's always so he's like, and then falls, and then he's like trying to lift himself with his crowbar on the door. Yeah. And then he falls again, and then all you see is the crowbar swinging, swinging, and then just dropping on his head. Aye. It's just the noise it makes yeah. and the kind of like timing of it. Yeah, the like, comic timing's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And when they were filming it, they um they used what was I think they dubbed it as like a the chicken shit cam or something which is like a bonus camera that they thought right. like because we're doing these stunts real we'll just put an extra camera here 
um, just in case we don't get quite get the shot we wanted. But act, mm. in actual fact, they ended up using those shots way more than ah, right. like cool. yeah. it was like almost like a fly in the wall camera that was like up close, yeah. right. and they used it as like a backup. But then they started to realize this is actually the best shot we've yeah. got. So like the mm. the iron when the iron falls, yeah. like they attached the camera to the iron, and that shot was you know brilliant. Well, that's like, true because it does it go falls, right down. Yeah, Apparently they debated they debated what to use for that object, like because it, it's ah. a iron obviously, but they debated for quite a while. What would I use? Like I think it was Chris Columbus, the writer. Was yeah. it, what do we use for that? Mm. And, and some, iron was perfect. I know iron it's so iconic perfect. now because Marv's face just has the, the print. Maybe. Obviously, in actual fact, it wouldn't work like that because no, your no. your nose would get in the way. But it's but, funny. Yeah. It's still funny though. Um, I love how it's a sign of the times. How. They wake up, they wake up and they've slept in, Aye. and they've got 45 minutes to get to the airport, and they're still going to be able to get on the plane yeah, with yeah. 45 minutes. As if, I know, as Because <laughs> now you need like fucking five hours to get there five hours <laughs> yeah. before. I think. And the fact that like their alarm got disconnected and that was them, they slept in, whereas now you'd have about four million phones, yeah, like yeah. everything would be alerting you to get up. Yeah. I think, like, having watched it again recently, like, what sort of jumped out at me this time, although I totally get it, is, you know, how... You, you just go, how could the parents leave their kid at home, right? Like, how could they do that? But they they write it in such a way that they do make it, like, you'll... Semi-believable. Uh, I go, uh, okay. Yeah, because you, you can happened. believe, like, that girl, the sister did count a head that yeah. she thought was oh, Kevin's. that yeah. boy was so annoying. Aye. My grandma, do you know the McAllisters are going to France? Do you know if it's cold there? Do these veins... But what kind of engine does this have? Does this have automatic transmission? Is this a diesel car? Can this go 50 miles an hour? Is this a blue van or is it turquoise? Is it, you know what I mean? You're just, oh my, shut the fuck up. You mean that? But yeah, what, what? But you could see how she could have done that. I totally but see she it. But she gets no backlash off it. No, she's like, you fucking about? counted them. I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> I, nobody comes back to her and no. questions her on anything. No. No. See, if that was us when we'd been young, he'd have been hung. I struggled a wee bit with the film because there was a couple of shots, obviously, that fucking showed that spider. Yeah. And I didn't know when it was going to pop up. And oh my God, and at one point, uh, the fucking film buffered and it buffered right in a bit where the, the spider was <laughs> up. So I like looked at the screen and I went, oh fuck! And I was like, shit! And I looked again, it was still there. And I was like, fuck! Am I right in saying they filmed that scene, but like Marv didn't I'd, scream yeah. because it would have actually, I don't know, caused the so, spider so the, to... the type of spider that they had is like a really rare type and it wouldn't react well to loud noise. Mm. So Marv was genuinely terrified. No fucking wonder. Aye, <laughs> but he stood there with his mouth open, oh faking God. a scream, and they put the scream in later mm. because they couldn't Shit. do it with a spider on him. Shit. Because apparently it would, have, it would have totally freaked. Mm. And also, uh, in terms of like shots like that, so see the shot where Kevin's walking along and the uh, Marvin Harry are leaving and they almost hit him with the van. 
but yeah, it stops, that was done it stops right in front of his face. Like, that was done in reverse. Yeah. They started it there and put it back the way. And like that. that's such a simple thing to do, but it's really mm-hmm. clever. Because how would you stop that close without exactly. fucking him in the middle of the road? I really don't. There's one character I really don't like in the film, and it's the, the uncle. Really, Uncle he's a, Frank. He's a fucking prick. Uh, he's Absolute a prick in the same prick. one at all. Sausage and olives and Look what you did, you little jerk! Um, he's a bully. He just like right. I mean, he's a cheap, cheapskate as yeah. well. <laughs> and he's trying to steal the cutlery on the plane and stuff. Ah, like, like is that that that's, that's sterling silver? Put that in your bag. Put that in your bag. She's like, no, it's a pretty fucking bag. Yeah, just top up the shampoo. Keep on going. Come on. You know like, I mean? See, the thing is, like, I I get that Kevin's mum is annoyed at him because he's he, like. He's not done anything wrong technically, but he has been a bit annoying. But mm-hmm. like in that situation, when this Uncle Frank's been an absolute arsehole to him, you still would be like, "That's my fucking son, you shut up." I know. But everyone's just yeah. like, "Ah, it's fine for him to call him a fucking arsehole." Aye. Basically, he's a, he's a dick. Aye. And he's the exactly pizzas are like a hundred and twenty-two dollars, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Eh, my brother will get that." <laughs> you know, you're such a stereotype. Oh, yeah, bastard. Yeah. Really annoys me. Really annoys me. See, one thing that annoys me, and it's just it's such a simple thing, but it just it does bug me. Is see when he goes down the stairs on the the sled, that it's not lined. No, up. it doesn't there's line no up at all. Way. No, and he goes so far. Aye. there's not a chance in hell with that he makes that. Aye. They it, shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have showed you that shot. No, they should have just maybe like showed you like a more tight angle the stairs yeah rather than showing you the stairs and the fact that the door's like fucking yeah. there's no way he can make it like I don't mind the whole angle he comes flying out at it's stupid but you'd be like right okay they've exaggerated it but the fact they have shown that he would have just fucked himself straight into the wall exactly <laughs> I know and like I don't know it made me think back to like Office Christmas Party which we watched like yeah. uh, again uh, the weekend there and the, when he's dressed up as Santa and he's coming down the stairs in the sleigh and it's like an L shape and he's like, I'm going to make it. And he comes down, he just fucks right off the edge. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and I was like, it's almost like they're like, no, this is what would happen ah, if this you did this. Re- really would happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favourite lines in the whole film is when I when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. Like, it's such an eight-year-old <laughs> eight thing to say. It's so good. He's, he's so good in this, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's, he's so, absolutely he's so grown up. Yeah. And it really the how good an actor he is really comes out, I think, when he has that scene with the old guy yeah. in the church. Yeah. You kinda see how good an actor like he actually is for his age. He's giving the guy proper advice, but he's doing it with like conviction. Aye. And I use I usually hate kid actors. They I know they tits off me. Mm. But there's something about Macaulay Culkin that's quite likable. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. definitely. Um uh, I yeah, always, always think see Fuller like like th- that's Fuller again see the one that's like don't let him drink the Pepsi because oh, he wants yeah, to bed yeah, like yeah. that's Macaulay Culkin's wee brother in real that's life straight, that's right uh, and he, you can tell oh, straight away yeah, you're like fucking right. looks exactly like him <laughs> he obviously so just he obviously just got him a role yeah. you know what I mean um, that's right I part see the bit as well where he's on the bed at the very start jumping because his parents are not there mm-hmm. or he thinks he's made them disappear Apparently there was like people at the side just in case he fell off the bed. Of course, yeah. You're like, come on, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I think that the whole casting was was done really well. I think it, it was is it John John Hughes that wrote it? Yeah. He like 
I think off the back of Uncle Buck, like he uh-huh. then got the idea to make yeah. um, a movie with a child as the as the kind of lead, and yeah. I think he wrote the film pretty quickly. But and yeah, the the casting, I think they actually considered Robert De Niro for Harry. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think I think Joe Pesci is better, but. I think the film could have worked with De Niro. Could have, yeah. Like, I don't think it would have been as good. I think Joe no. Pesci was perfect. Joe but Pesci I think was perfect. He was perfect, but I think De Niro, it could have still been almost as good. But that other guy that was in line to play Marv, like, if... No. Dan had, Dan you Robert. would recognise his face. Yeah, aye. Dan Robert. Aye. It had... To, what was his name? Daniel Stern? Mm-hmm. Aye. It had to be him. Yeah. Like, he was... Aye. He was every bit as necessary as Macaulay Culkin. Like, it had to be him. Mm-hmm. If it had been that other guy, it, w- it wouldn't have been the same film. Yeah, it so just would not have been the same film. I can't film. remember the reason was... why it ended up not being Dan Robot, but I know that... Because Joe Pesci didn't like him. Oh, that's right. Him. And work. he was really bitter about it for quite yeah, a lot of years. But, but I said, first it was Daniel Stern, but then he was told he was only going to be needed for four weeks, and they'd agreed a price, mm-hmm. and then they came back to him and said, it's actually going to be 12 weeks. And mm-hmm. he was like, right, well how much more extra am I getting? Yeah. And they were like, we don't, have, we don't have any extra. And so he walked away mm-hmm. and that's when they got Dan Roebuck and then I, Joe Pesci was like, this fucking isn't working with this guy. Yeah. And so then they went back mm-hmm. and then obviously the story about how it was nearly never made because they, they'd told, was it Fox? So they, yeah, they had initially went to Warner Brothers and they had agreed they could make it for 10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, as they got into pre production, costs started mounting. The usual. Um, and I think it got increased to, was it 13? 14.7 million. 14.7 was going to be the, the final. I think I think they had agreed an extra bit of like. No, what I, I, so they went back and said it's going to cost 14.7 million. And Warner Brothers came back and said if you can do it for 13.5, we'll make the film. And so they looked at it and they were like, there's nothing we can cut here. So they went, look, they're not going to, this is Warner Brothers, they're not going to squabble, squabble over 1.2 million. Mm-hmm. So they just, they, went just back, they just went back and said, we can't cut any more than this. This is it. And then over Christmas, they get a the call, you're shut down, you're done. Mm-hmm. We're not making the film. But what people didn't know at the time was the guy, the director had also been talking with 21st Century Fox and he'd been telling them, I were having a bit of trouble with Warner Brothers, they're squabbling over money. Yeah. And 21st Century Fox were like, ah, if for any reason you get shut down, just keep going. Don't worry about anything, just keep going, we'll make it. Yeah. We will pay the money. Mm. And so the story goes, it's on that, the movies that made us, it's really yeah. interesting. And the so the Warner Brothers executive went around all the different offices, been like, ah, you're done, you're shut down, head home. And as he left the room, the casting director came in behind him when... It wasn't the casting director. No, it was the... Production manager. The production manager would come in behind and go, don't worry, this is now a 21st Century Fox production. (laughs) And he did this in every single room. Right. And then the last room, the guy turned and went, why are you following me? And he was like, you're fired. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) And then they came in the next day and there was 21st Century Fox, like T-shirts on every single seat. Yeah, so they they didn't miss like a day of shooting or anything like that. Yeah, on interest, interestingly as well, the um, a lot of it was filmed in Chicago in February, but unexpectedly, I suppose, there was limited snow. Mm. So a lot of the snow you see is fake, but obviously they wanted the big end of the film yeah. money shot with the snow around the house and everything. Um, so I think they'd agreed that like as soon as there was snow, they would 
you know, pause what go they were doing, film. go and film that scene, and that happened on the second day of of filming. Oh, um, but yeah, they had obviously got everything they needed for that scene. On but the they just day. used the house, don't they? they d- it's just the outside of the house. Yeah, so the so actual they... inside's a stu- uh, inside the studio. Well, it's a, a school. It's a school. They used a gym school. hall for a school. Um, they oh, built. Really? They built a two story. They built the house like out, basically the whole house inside this gym ah. hall. And That's then the cool. house that they flood at the end, like the neighbour's house that they flood, oh, it was in a swimming in the swimming pool of the school. Mm. They built it in that, so it's it's really interesting all the kind of set cool. stuff they did. And, yeah. Do you want to know the, or do you want to try and guess the well, box see, office? I already know it because what we watched that it? last night. Yeah, so it it was up against Rocky Five at the box office. Um, smashed it. It yeah. was number one for what fourteen weeks. Yep. Um, they estimated that they would make. Eight million in the first weekend, but they made seventeen million in the first weekend, and yeah, spent spent fourteen weeks at number one. Fourteen weeks, Uh, yeah. By the time it was done, it was the third highest grossing film ever, behind Star Wars and ET. Christ, I've got to hear that it breaks it down a wee bit. Actually, it says there's an eighteen million budget. Um, but that might not be accurate. Obviously. But that's probably when they added on like the um, advertising. Ah, right, cool. Um, so Home Alone grossed two hundred and eighty-five in America, one hundred and ninety in other countries. So a total of four hundred and seventy-six. It's mad, isn't it? Crazy. Absolutely mad. I mean, like, see, the thing is, like, this film was so good and so well received. That two years later they made the exact same <laughs> film again. Yeah, and all the same characters. Even the now, like I go back and forth between which one I like best. Yeah. Like I love Home Alone two as well, but I mean honestly, like you t- so it's in New York, obviously same bad guys, but instead of see the guy that saves Kevin at the end, the guy that like was the old guy, uh, the old guy with the shovel. Check it out, old man Marley. <laughs> In the second one, it's the woman. It's with the, the woman. Birds. It's the woman with the birds. Yeah. Like mm. it's the exact same film. Aye. Well, they they just went. Well, that worked. Let's just put yeah. a different face facelift on. And it worked. Like Home Alone two is fucking. Home Alone yeah. two has the best gags in any Home Alone. Like it's just number one has that specialness of being the original, the first. The, the I've Home seen Alone. that more than I have the second one. The second say. one's phenomenal. Mm. It's. Absolutely phenomenal. The bits in the hotel and stuff like that are just they're so good. But yeah, absolutely brilliant film. What did, did Macaulay Culkin <sighs> do after that? Was it Richie Rich? Richie Rich, aye. Which I also liked. Uh, I've watched that, was that Did he make much after that? He did a couple of things and then he just disappeared. Probably to get you know an actual education and things, maybe. I don't know. I think he hit the drugs pretty hard. Did he not? It's quite a lot to take on as a young kid, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You get, I mean, you how would you, how do you square deal with that? that in your mind at that age? No. Do you know what I mean? Been the biggest thing ever. Richie oh, Rich, I, I did think was good though. He done that My Girl. That was between the f- two Home Alones, right? And then a couple of other things, couple of things. Don't know them. Don't know them. Nutcracker, Page Master. Ah. Uh. And then Richie Rich. And then. That's kind of it. Yeah. That's kind of until he's like an adult and just doing little wee bits here and there. But I mean, even now, like he, he basically gets a full-time wage off of the royalties from Home Alone. Because oh, like, it's the fucking biggest thing ever. 
so see before we move on here's something that I think this is probably going to be quite controversial but I think a lot of people absolutely loved this section but I didn't think the bits with John Candy that's my least favourite part of the film yeah I don't think it worked for me I didn't think it worked either like don't be wrong I I love every single bit of Home Alone like so it's not that I don't like it but polka 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 blues polka choker anytime you know anytime you watch anything about the film they're like I mean like so John Candy did it for free he did it as like a like a favour to the director well he did it for scale yeah because they like, can't do it for free with the union rules. But. And they're all like, oh, it was great. And he just, he, he, it wasn't even scripted. He did it off the cuff. And like, uh, I realised John one, Candy's one a big... One day, one uh, 23 hour day or something. And I realised realize John Candy's like a big deal. And I realised all this. But they, they, they made it out. Like, they were like, can you believe he did this? And he I just know. came up with it by himself. And I'm like, come up with it's that. easily the worst part of the film. Aye. There's, there's, no, there's not really any funny bits. No, it's not funny. He's no. like talking about fucking... Poker. The polka polka, the polka shuffle, <laughs> the polka dance shuffle, the polka choker roka. Like, no, none of this ring a bell. I thought you might have recognized this with the polka kings. Polka king of the Midwest. Like, no? What you've just done there is funnier, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's not like offensively bad, but the whole rest of the film is gold in this bit. And but people talk about it like, oh, can you believe esteem. he was there? And you're like, uh, aye, but fuck off. <laughs> Aye, everybody loves John Candy, and that's yeah. thing. Now that he's, I've got against him, but now just, that he's gone, you, people do talk with him a bit more high esteem than they should because some of his films are shit. Mm. But there's such classic films like yeah, Uncle Buck and all that. You know what mm. I mean? Where you're just like, aye, they are amazing. Yeah, but it's just, just a weird cameo, isn't it? Hmm? Just a weird cameo. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't. I'm with you. It didn't really work for me that bit. Yeah, I think just it's a timeless classic, isn't it? Yeah. It's a film I will watch. I mean, see I'll Catherine, watch it all the time, but I'll watch it every year. See when Catherine O'Hara says, like when she realises Kevin's no there, right. she says his name with such a high pitch. That's good, that. It's unreal. I feel as if I've forgotten something. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage, That's no, no, it's not that. Kevin! Kevin! And I'm like, fucking hell! You know what I mean? Because it's like, bang! See the thing is about that scene as well, though. So, at first, I'm like, as a parent, trying to find a way to absolve the parents of blame, and it's difficult in this film. But you're like, right, fair <laughs> enough, it was the daughter that did the head count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, and she what, checked with aye. the daughter, everybody here? Yep. So when it's the daughter that did the head count, she has no other reason to think that Kevin's not there. Mm-hmm. So it's weird then that she it dawns on her halfway through the flight rather than when they're getting off the flight. Like in Home Alone 2, they get off the flight and they're trying to give fucking bags out and then it's like, ah, Kevin's not here, Kevin's not here. And she's like, oh, <laughs> and yeah. then she collapses. Yeah. Like, but, but she just, she realises during the flight and yeah. you're like, why would she realise so that? So subconsciously she must have known, hence being was, a bad parent. Uh, and then there's there. also the fact that all the kids are in coach and she's in yeah. first class and you're like, that's a dick move. <laughs> yeah. And then also the fact that the police just don't fucking, the police are like, oh, paranoid oh online too. And you're like, fuck, see, that see these days they just sent the SWAT team over. With the, the family crisis guy. Yeah. And she's like... <laughs> I don't forget what his name is, like John or something. <laughs> John, can you pick up 
What line is it? Hyper on two. two. No, they just transferred me to you. Rose! Yeah! Hyper on two. Hang on. Hold on, please. And he's speaking on the phone and his donut <laughs> falls on the receiver. Do you notice yeah. that? And it's and he doesn't even react to it. It's just there. It's and great. then it cuts away and it comes back and it's still there and it slowly falls off. And I'm like, oh, God. And so the fact that like the police go out, they check the house and they're like... Pfft. Tell them to count their kids again and walks away. And you're like, you're the fucking police. But right. even if you forget that, towards the end of the film, the police come and they arrest Harry and Marv across the street and they don't think to go, wait a minute, there was supposed to be a missing kid. <laughs> and like Kevin's just at the window like, <laughs> you know, you know, like, well, fucking hell, mate, go out and say something. The bit where your family have disappeared. So Catherine, like the mum, goes on her own to try and get to Kevin quicker. Mm-hmm. The f- rest of the family go to his brothers to supposedly eat some dinner or something like that. Aye. But then she turns up at the house and then literally 10 minutes later, they show up as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, but it's because she had to get like four different flights and Aye, then do that. She might so as they well just have waited. waited. Yeah. Aye, but she didn't know you wouldn't know that at the time. You'd just be like, I have to be doing something. I just annoyed me the fact that she's went through all this polka 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 dots polka choker roka no no from Saskatoon no and going through all that shit and then he's literally we got the flight from Friday morning we're here you know I mean 10 minutes later it's like oh my god but to be fair the other option was spending time with Uncle Frank Oh, fucking Frank. That's true. That's true. Okay, let's rate it in mince pies as it is a Christmas film and not a gaming film. We're thinking two or three. (sighs) Five! Uh, I think I've got to go for five as well. (laughs) You wouldn't wouldn't make out this house alive if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) What did our listeners think? Five, two? Uh, Yes, yes, they did. Uh, 241 voters... 73%, 73%, that's actually not as high as I would have thought, gave it 5 mince pies, 18% gave it 4, 5% gave it 3, 3% gave it 1, I think we just got a couple of fucking arseholes. Why is it always a couple? I know. And then uh, 1% gave it 2, so yeah, a resounding, a resounding 5, mm. 5 mince pies. What was better though? Die Hard or I think Die Hard was more five more votes. Uh, I don't know if it was more percentage. votes, but I think it has it had a higher percentage. Right. Die Hard's percentage in the for five was like eighty something. Right, so that's winning the Next week, what we covering? We're covering oh, the night before. The night before. Oh yes. The night before. A yes. belter of a movie. Fucking love it. And it's this actually is, this is my Christmas tradition. I watch this every year. Yeah, brilliant. So you have until the night before next week to watch the yes. night before. It's on Netflix just now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's not. I've got something. a DVD. It's on something. Yeah, you'll be able to acquire it. Definitely watch it. Brilliant, brilliant film. With, with callbacks to Home Alone as well. Indeed. So Indeed. Okay, so let's wrap things up with our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week, pick of the week, pick of the week. It's not on Netflix, just as you were checking there. Ah, so must be something, but somewhere else. What's that? There's a new, there's a new TV place. What is it called? Pluto. 
There's loads of box sets and films on that. No, and it's right. free, apparently. If folk want to check that out and see if it's on there. I'm sure it's called Pluto. It's a new platform. How much the penny for that? Plug. <laughs> <laughs> Outside sponsorships here. <laughs> uh, right, so this week, there actually has a couple of uh, big releases coming. We have Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. The Gunk, which is coming to Xbox Game Pass, looks quite good. It does look good, though. Aye. Uh, one Hand Clapping, which I talked about a few weeks ago. It's that yeah. one where you have to like control via audio. Like, you talk into the controller. And Among Us finally launches on PlayStation and Xbox, and it's coming to Game Pass as well. Although I think it's only a couple of pounds. What was um, the first one you said? Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Like a horror, first-person horror. Um... Yeah, I never actually put it in the news, but another thing that was announced was that Among Us, I don't think anyone has played it, but uh, they have announced a VR version of it. So it sounds pretty cool. Uh, It was actually Among Us that won overall, Mm. although it was very tight. Among Us got 43% of the votes, The Gunk got 40, One Hand Clapping got 12, and Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach got 5%. So quite tight. The top two are coming to Game Pass this week, though. I believe both on the day this podcast launches. So worth checking out and a good end to the year. I imagine next week there won't be much coming out. If not, I'll maybe do a pick from whatever sales going on or something. Okay, and don't forget, you can cast your votes in our pick of the week if you head to puredeadgaming.com. We normally post a pre-show poll page on a Sunday so you can cast your votes there Um, and you'll also find our Christmas movie advent calendar on our website as well where we've picked with a few listener suggestions our ultimate movie list order to coincide with the films that we'll be reviewing throughout December so there's still some obviously for the remainder of the month that you can check out and I think that's pretty much us for this week, it's been a long one so if you have stuck through to the end then thank you, we appreciate it and we hope you join us again next week for another fun-filled episode. Seasons group. Thanks for 50 and here's to 50 more. Bye. Bye. Ciao. The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast.